0: events getting canceled so i know a lot oh. of conference conference tournaments are getting shut down mm-hmm. um so yeah this is just the beginning which is this probably the worst part but
1: yeah well. it's too bad i know my, my dad works at uh at yale and like you know the ivy league tournaments just got canned, and then they're probably gonna end up uh shutting that
2: down too there so
0: yeah yeah it's
2: nuts. Or just like, where's the speaker? Like, where does it play on? Is it just right down here. Um, I think if you want to, like, if you just put a yeah, there. it, yes, should be all right. Sweet.
1: Um, um, yeah, but thank you again for doing this, really appreciate it. Um, yeah,
0: of course, for sure. All right.
1: The uh the infamous studio. See on uh, the section ten recordings. Yeah, this is uh <laughs> this is my apartment room here. Oh, it's awesome. I love the, the Jurassic Park poster.
0: I know. Have to stay authentic. That's one of my go tos. Of,
1: of course. Yeah, I met you at uh at winter weekends and uh you know you had the the hack going on there. <laughs>
0: that was I mean, I might retire it. I, I think I've used it a ton. No, no, I like
1: it, you know, people, people, you know.
0: I I get the mixed reaction. I know Jared hates it because he hates everything I do, but uh, (laughs) yeah, no, the, this hat is just super comfortable, this Nike, it's nice, got the Boston on it, so, I don't know, Nike and Boston kind of sums up my whole existence, so. Oh,
1: yeah, I, I I agree with that.
0: Like, more to, more to the point. All
2: right, if you want to slide it. Let's get on this one.
1: So you said you have um, like about a half an hour? Yeah, if that's cool, you guys. Yeah, that's perfect. Perfect. Nice. That? All right, we uh, start this up here. Let's do it. All right. You good? Okay. All right. Hello and welcome to episode fourteen of the Wild Chat Sports Podcast. My name is Andrew Gardner, and I'm joined alongside by Kevin Larney. And today we have a very special guest with us I'd like to welcome the producer and co-host of the section 10 podcast mr. Steve Peral himself
0: I'm glad to be here thank you guys for having me let's uh, let's talk a little of everything just no coronavirus talk we're not doing
1: that <laughs> all right I will cancel out that one question then but, uh, <laughs> um, yeah no thank you so much for being uh, being here with us today really excited to have you um, so I kind of want to start out um, with you know, your involvement in section 10. So section 10, um, it's a, a bar stool show. It started with uh, you know, Jared in Pete's basement. Um, so I wanted to kind of know like a little bit about how you got involved with it, especially because you're not a bar stool employee.
0: No, no, I'm not. I am fully employed at Bleach Report, very happy to work there. But uh yeah, it all it all started. It was I was working at Nesson. Um at this point, that would have been five, six years ago, and I could kind of tell. I was a production assistant there. I enjoyed my time there for the most part, but there are a lot of people there that um, still to this day that I I, I don't really prefer as humans. But uh, we didn't really see eye to eye. I kind of knew once my contract was up, that was going to be it. And so I had to start looking for what the next thing was going to be. And my boy, Gary Streisky, I don't know if you guys know Gary, but Gary's the – I love Gary. And he (laughs) was – we were tight at Nessun, and he was the first guest they had on the Section 10 podcast. That was Episode 10 and um so Gary was on he retweeted the show I was like oh interesting because I don't even know who Jared was at that point I knew Pete because we both went to Endicott College Mm -hmm. um so I was aware of Pete Blackburn but not Jared and I listened and I right off the bat when they had the PA guy uh do the intro I was like okay they have the Fenway PA guy doing the intro like this has to be something of value this has to be something Mm -hmm. legitimate and if Gary wasn't just going to do like any any podcast so um i picked his brain on it he was like yeah they're cool dudes like this that the other thing and i uh i reached out i was trying to find a way to reach out to jared because his dms were closed which is very rare for jared the dms are normally wide they're normally wide open um but no so i reached out to him on linkedin which Uh i have never since then or before then reached out to anyone on linkedin but i was like this is the only way i can contact him and i definitely played up the whole endicott thing because he went he went to endicott even though he did night classes um so it kind of counts uh, you yeah. put it in quotes because like Pete and I like went to Endicott we stayed right, on campus. There. yeah we were drinking um so yeah, like that that count that counts as being a college kid so um yeah we finally linked up uh for episode 11 because back then it wasn't like like I mean what are we even we're on three we're episode 316 now yeah, so it's crazy. it's been a long a long long time but um but there wasn't really a schedule at that point you just, we just kind of did a show whenever and was more doing it for our own sake to talk about, to kind of vent about the Red Sox. And so, yeah, over time, it's grown a lot. And 2018 was huge for us. Uh, The World Series year was huge for us. But we had picked up momentum. I'd say 2015 sucked because the team was awful. Yes. (laughs) Uh, 2016, it started getting fun doing a show about every week. It still wasn't every week, sometimes every other uh, but that was David Ortiz's last season. Yep. They won the AL East.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, that was the first year out of three in a row that they won the division. So we get a little momentum, build the audience a little bit. I was able to grow my Twitter following and kind of become more of a name in, in the Boston sports scene. And um, yeah, come 2018, everything just clicked. At the end of 2017, we started selling merch by 2018. The team is the best Red Sox team ever. Yes. And uh, it's just history from there, really. So doing live shows, uh, the Duck Boat controversy that was obviously tough, but oh yeah, yeah, every- I, know. I
1: fell for you there.
0: Uh, it was tough, but everything else about twenty eighteen was amazing. Like oh. I, I look, I look back at that year, and the access we got was incredible. We got to do an interview with JD Martinez in the dugout like for an hour the day before Game One of the ALDS. <laughs> um, that was insane. And so yeah, I just think that's that was a huge year and then last year was just such a letdown like we did everything we could like we we still did two shows a week and we did literally everything we could to make it a fun year but it's just that team was so frustrating to watch but um but yeah now now we're on episode uh 316. Yeah um
1: I started listening like kind of end of 2017 end of 2018 I've listened to every episode since then and uh you know I love it I love 2018 it was just like I don't know, something just like that fit, that like hole in Red Sox nation. You guys just like, you filled that void perfectly. Cause you know, um, Nesson and like ESPN, they just, they don't, they don't market it well. They really don't. And you guys, you know, you seem, you you really connect with everyone, which I think is what makes your show like so special.
0: Yeah. It's, it takes a certain, like Jared and I are very similar, even though we're insanely different, if that makes any sense. Like the way we talk about the Red Sox and the way that we can kind of, vibe off of each other like chemistry wise i mean you do 300 shows with somebody obviously you're going to kind of know how to pick each other's brain and kind of work off each, each other which is good mm-hmm. but yeah i just think we we have filled a void that kind of definitely existed considering nesson just sucks up to the red sox all the time because they're 80 percent owned by the red sox so right. They feel the need to be like, everything's great and everything's awesome. And, like, <laughs> for, for three years there, everything was awesome. From, like, 2016 course, to 2018, yeah. they kept winning the division, and then they won the World Series with the most wins in team history. And then last year, it would be funny for some of, like, the promos they had to do last year, like, the, the slugging Red Sox <laughs> take on the, I don't know, the Kansas City Royals. They won a World Series for it five it, a years. Of years ago. Yeah, they won it back in 2015 um so like it was everyone at home is like come on guys this team sucks like
1: come (laughs) watch andrew cash around the (laughs) ball yeah big cash (laughs) is gonna be coming for that
0: yeah it was just that some of the promos were ridiculous but um, (laughs) uh i i I get it though i understand you have to try to to sell your product as much as you can Mm -hmm. and we have to try to do that as well if you're doing two podcasts a week we're trying to market our stuff as much as we possibly can and and I'm not gonna lie. Last year was tough. Last year was uh, it was tough to do. It so. was. It was. It was. It was like
1: on top of the team just being bad. It was just a boring year. I mean, it was. There was, it was not not a lot of story uh, good storylines come out of it. I mean, 2018, as you said before, just everything went right. Yeah. Um, but kind of going back to um, like Bleacher Report, I kind of wanted to ask you um, more what your role is there, and if it's a little like not awkward but if it's challenging to kind of bounce between like you know you're at the barstool office taping but you don't work there kind of like how that works
0: yeah so with bleacher report i got that job uh, a couple months after the nesson job ended so there was a brief gap there where i was just doing section 10 and looking for what the next thing was going to be and br has been awesome i've been working on the app for four plus years now uh initially just kind of like sending alerts out curating the streams making sure it's the best app out there and now Mm -hmm. i lead our trending coverage and kind of have transitioned to almost into like a managerial role. Um, and I enjoy doing that because I'm overseeing a lot of the content that we send out um, and really just kind of controlling a lot of the eyes because we have millions of users on the app. And so now that we have comments, now that we have people engaging with our content, reading all of our internal articles, listening to um, some of the podcasts that Bleach Report does, like it's really an all-encompassing job and I enjoy it a lot. And the people I work with are incredibly awesome. Like they're Because the sports industry can suck. Like there, there are people that take advantage of you. People that just assume you can be replaced because everyone wants jobs in the industry. Um, But Bleacher Report values, you know, what I bring to the table, and they've—I mean, I'll give them credit because, like, the reason I'm able to do Section Ten is I was doing it before I started Bleacher Report, so I was kind of like grandfathered in, if whatever the phrase is. So, um, but I I don't think they knew it was going to become what it's become. But like, still, I'll give them credit that they've, you know, stuck to their word that they're okay with me doing it um, as long as it doesn't get in the way of what I'm doing at BR. So they've been able to, they've, you know, fit my schedule around the podcast. I've been able to take time off during the world series a couple years ago. Mm -hmm. Um, I got it. I mean, this is what's pissing me off currently is like I organized my entire March and April schedule around the spring training trip we had coming up and around going to opening day and doing a road trip in April out to Oakland for Red Sox A's. And I don't think any of that's going to happen now. Like, I like if we're being honest, and I was kind of joking about the coronavirus. Yeah, series, well, we
1: could we yeah, talk. This about is that. the one, the one question I was going to ask you, which I think you're about to touch on. Is like, do we think the season's actually going to like get shortened or anything?
0: I, I do. I yeah. think. I
1: think best
0: case scenario, it's the same season but pushed back, um, okay. and then everyone just agrees to play in November. Like, I, I'd be stunned where we're going, and like I've heard murmurs from from people, you know, behind closed doors, that like a delayed season is coming, and um, I'm pissed about that, but like I, I also understand like being in New York City, it's eerie. It's oh, very sorry. eerie right now. Everyone's paranoid. Everyone's looking at each other like, "Do you have it? Does that is that that's a cough? They, yeah. <laughs> they might yeah. have it. Uh, might, we have a sneeze in the corner? But yeah, yeah. it's it, it's to the point where I'd honestly be very surprised if the season started on time. I really would. And that sucks. Yeah, Cause tough. like we had everything plotted out, ready to start a new season mm-hmm. with content and get a bunch of interviews in Fort Myers. And that's just all yeah. like washed out now, which is brutal. Oh, um, I know. And it's not final yet. Like we might still go, but it, it's looking like that 10% chance that we still go. So. I know it's just,
1: it, it's, it's honestly, it's been a horrible, like it, it's come at a really bad time of year. I know like, uh, yeah. you know, the hockey hockey and basketball are kind of nearing the end of their season here. and like, yeah. the Sharks just said that they're not going to play any of their um, home games at uh, the SAP Center anymore. Yeah. So, um,
0: this is just yeah. the beginning too. Like, like yeah. it's going to get so much worse. Um, and that's kind of what sucks because we it, it's really taken until this week for it to really hit. Like, oh, we're going to have to cancel like a ton of stuff. Right. And like, best case scenario, no fans at the events. Exactly. So, like, it sounds like the NBA might delay their uh, the you know mm-hmm. the postseason. Um, but yeah, to your point. NHL and NBA getting into the most important part of their calendar year. MLB is about to start. The NFL draft is coming up. Like there's
2: yeah. March
0: and April is so busy. You got March Madness. Like literally yeah, everything is happening. Um, yeah. But so, like college football is the only thing that's just chilling right now. So that's, <laughs> they're just <laughs> yeah. like, all right, whatever. Y'all get y'all get sick. But <laughs> um, but yeah, it sucks. It really does suck. And it's like there have been like Ken Rosenthal had an article uh, yesterday being like, this is why clubhouse access matters it's like ken people are dying (laughs) (laughs) like like can we just pump the brakes on like we
1: can't lose our clubhouse access (laughs) like
0: chill yeah all right
1: Uh, (laughs) i was watching sports center yesterday and uh they were all about that they were making such a big deal out of it and i was like yeah
0: and it's like Like, it's just insensitive it's like we and, and i understand if you're gonna if you're gonna look long term yes it's a big deal that media has access to the clubhouse and can do their job and get the, you know, the super important quote of like, yeah, I pitched well, that <laughs> they can get that in their article. That stuff I, was on to that. I, yeah. I know like my pitches, you know, went over the plate, like sick, right? That yeah. and I can't, I can't wait to read that. Um, but no, I, I do think they have value and I do think the clubhouse thing is important, but um, this is not the time to be, to be writing the article of like why we can't lose this access. Like the, come on, don't, don't be doing that, but oh well.
1: Yeah, no, I I completely agree with you there. Um, It's just, it's taken on a a world of its own. It went from like being in a thing or being a thing where it was just like, oh, it's in China. To like, we got to worry about it now. Like I think as Americans and like we're all guilty of this,
0: like we're just like, ah, it's not us, we're good. I think frequently if it's happening in Europe or China or Japan, like, okay, like it's, it's. there it is they're they're foreign it's like we're we're so dumb to think that by the way but that's that's how we think we just think it's happening overseas so we're totally fine it's like you know people fly overseas (laughs) right and they come back to your land and they have the thing they
1: got this they got the same thing
0: yeah so it's like that's what's happening now and and we're suffering the consequences but yeah i didn't Um, think it would happen this fast this has happened pretty quickly yeah it's
1: uh it's scary but uh yeah let's let's kind of move on from there i mean Let's bring it back to a little, uh, more Red Sox talk. So, uh, you know, as you said, you interviewed J.D. Martinez one day before 2018 ALDS. You guys had Chris Sale, Porcello, Schilling, mm. you know, tons of players, Mitch Moreland. Um, so I'm going to say besides Brock Holt, because I know that's <laughs> like that's the, the pod favorite. But besides Brock Holt, who's like your favorite guy to interview? And then who's one guy who you haven't interviewed yet who you're like really pining to? Again. Oh,
0: Nomar, Nomar Garcia-Pera. Nom- Nomar is the number one guy in my existence. If I can interview him, I can die in peace of coronavirus. Um, I would totally be ready to do that. Um, but uh, it's Nomar or David Ortiz, because like, technically, oh, I know some of the tough part uh, parts about uh, doing the whole Bleacher Report Barstool thing is there are times where I'm just not going to be in the office at Barcelona, Obviously, mm-hmm. I'm only in there, uh, you know, twice a week during the season. So at the old office, David Ortiz was in there to do a PMT interview, and so he briefly got to do a section ten for like five minutes. Yeah, I um, that. It, was very, so it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't really count. Like he was like, yeah, '04 was so great. We won the World <laughs> Series. Like, like they. But we didn't really, you know, they didn't really get to talk much. Yep. Um. So like a full poppy interview would be sick. Um, but, yeah, that's right up there with uh, with Nomar. But, no, I mean, all the experiences have been a lot of fun. Brock Holt's the best. Like, Brock Holt is the nicest dude that's ever. So nice. Had us at his house. Like, he, you know, Griff is an absolute legend. <laughs> um, so, like, yeah, I, I just think what we've been able to do so far is great, but I'm always trying to, like, you know, push to the next thing. Like, who's the next interview we can get? Um, mm-hmm. And not even just interviews because, like, everyone's doing interviews. Like, what's the next, like, short, you know, section 10 short thing we can do? Yeah. Maybe it's like a skit with a player. um or just something that's different than like i'm trying to incorporate the ballpark kicks thing a lot um just got the logo finalized today so i'm starting up an instagram page and trying to get people more involved get the fans more involved um have players send in what they're wearing to the park so um i want that to become more of a thing but it's it is tricky i'm not gonna lie i don't want to bring it back to this coronavirus thing but it's like everything's on pause like everything is, is is literally. Cause like we were just about to go through the list of guys we wanted to interview in Fort Myers. And now that's just kind of probably off the table. Yeah. Um, so I think once we actually get to the season, whenever that happens, then we'll kind of get back in that mode of like, all right, who are we going to you know, talk to? Who can we interview and, and whatnot? But um, yeah, kind of long answer long. I would say that the best, the best ones have been JD Brock, Joe Kelly. Oh, um, that was um, the best. Especially right. like, yeah, it was it was the day before his first game back in New York after the fight. He was definitely high as a kite. He showed up. He showed up with sunglasses on indoors, and he, he was just saying all sorts of stuff that was just like, like, it's like you know we're recording, Joe. Like, yeah, he, he, yeah. yeah, yeah. He, he had a line I will never forget. We we were asking him like, what what's the feeling like when, um, you know, Tyler Austin is about to charge the mound. He's like, you know, it's kind of like uh, when a shark's eyes go white and you just get that serial killer mode. I'm like. <laughs> wait what? yeah
2: Joe what'd you just say I'm like, I, I saw to-? him play in uh LA so I went to uh Dodger Stadium this summer I saw him yeah. pitch I was like this is weird man this <laughs> guy's See, he's a certified psychopath he's wow. an
0: absolute psycho and like we put that on a quote card it got like 6,000 likes I'm like this all right this yeah, is yeah. content gold <laughs> content goal but like I don't know if your PR guy yeah. wants you saying I felt like a serial <laughs> killer <Yeah. laughs> uh, that's probably not good yeah get him out of here at that point yeah um but no he was he was awesome, so there's been a lot of really good guests but um I'm kinda always looking just just like Brady I'm looking for the next one oh. uh we're always we're yeah. always ready for the next
1: one so Scarring we'll see for the next one um, yeah. who, who do you think's got the the best swag on the Red sox team
0: best swag it was Mookie. um on this current team it's pretty dry right now not... I know it's not that like swaggy oh, of a team um christian Vasquez a little bit. Vasquez mm-hmm. Vazquez has a little swagger to him he's got he's got that like fist pump down when he hoses somebody um i don't know it's actually pre- i mean let's be real this isn't really like a cocky team this is a lot of like a lot of people that would would be great going home to to the mom and dad of the girlfriend like Seriously. this is a lot of a lot of nice guys on this team which isn't a bad thing not at all um but yeah i'd say it would be like vazquez darwinson hernandez a little bit he's yep. he's got some Just swag out of that. the pen um but yeah not not that much i think Here's xander bogarts
2: Oh, yeah. What's up? Vardugo? Oh, yeah. Yeah,
0: actually, Verdugo's a good answer, but, yeah, like, maybe, God, yeah. God forbid we even talk about him. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, he, yeah. I, I say he's good at baseball. Everyone's like, die. Yeah, so people he, are already you know,
2: coming at his neck. I already see his gold chain. He's ready, man. He's ready. <laughs> I know. He's almost
0: like... He's almost like too swagged out. Like it's yeah. to the point where it's like, all right, man, you're like trying to be a rapper. Like Yeah, like,
2: yeah,
1: I uh, know. Yeah. He he was like, Oh, I love Big Poppy and there's that whole thing there. And I was like, You just don't see that.
0: I know, all. I know. Yeah. I do respect it though. I do respect like the cause he he's I mean, I know you guys are definitely young. Like he's 23, so mm-hmm. like he's still in my eyes, he's still a kid. Like I'm I'm at the end of my twenties. So it's like that's to me, he still has that kid joy. And he still kind of acts maybe a little childish, maybe a little immature, but like right, what, that'll... whatever. Well, I don't really care. Exactly. I think the, the one tough thing there is that we legitimately don't uh, definitively know what happened in that story with the girls and he was involved. So it's like everyone acts like they were in the friggin' room. It's oh, like we, we don't know what happened. So I want to – and on the podcast, we're like we are going to reserve dr- – Whatever happened there, we don't know yet. So we're going to talk about the baseball guy. And even when we do that, we'll get replies like, oh, are you talking about Verdugo? So it's – yeah, you can't really – it's hard to avoid it. But I think he's going to be good. Like, I, I really do um, think he's going to fill in well. As long as people don't just say, oh, he's no Mookie. It's like, yeah, no – like, obviously he's not Mookie. But if you go along those lines of, like, he's a really good ball player, then that's all that matters.
1: Yeah, yeah, I know. I uh, – I'm going to touch on this Mookie thing here in a minute. But, like, that Mookie – that whole trade. I mean, I understand it, but like it hit hard for me. I go to maybe like two Red Sox games a year and I was actually at his first game at Yankee stadium in 2015. And then I was at the last game of last season. So I saw his first and last at bat on the team. So it was just like, you know, you you see him, you see him start, you see him come up, you see him, you know, win the world series, win the MVP, you know, grow a family in Boston. It's just, it's tough, but um, you know, obviously the Red Sox also lost Price. They lost whole. Yeah. We don't have. Well, I mean, we have a manager, Renicky but um, kinda,
0: we kind of have manager. Eh,
1: kind of, kind of don't. You know, we, <laughs> we lost we, we
0: have a bench um, coach basically leading the team. <laughs> but
1: you know, there is another big, uh, devastating loss in the Section Ten community: the baseball tavern. Um, oh God! Yeah. So I wanted to ask you, what is the craziest story you have from the baseball tavern?
0: Oh, baseball tavern. I, I already – there are times where I, like, forget – kind of like coronavirus, where I, like, forget it's going on. Mm-hmm. And, like, I forgot briefly that tavern was gone. And, like, when I remember, I'm like, oh, God, baseball tavern's gone. <laughs> um, my favorite baseball tavern moment – I don't know if it was crazy or not, but Garen Austin and I obviously have had a, a history. And uh, I did not like her at all. I thought she sucked at the job and she really wasn't that good let's be real she really wasn't that she would stutter in the delivery and like the everything alleys. it was just tough the alleys and That's like true. i don't think and i've talked with her about this i don't think she felt comfortable in that job mm-hmm. and it took her more longer than probably most to grow into it but then i think she's gotten better like i've seen improvement and i think last year she was really good and so i went into last season being like all right i got to end this nonsense with garen um, you know, we just got to be at least acquaintances because if we're trying to do interviews in the dugout, it was awkward as hell in 2018 because Garen was in the dugout. It was right. just like me, Jared and Garen sitting at the other side. And I'm like, I can feel the tension. This is weird. <laughs> um, so there was a, a early Tavern night, um, early in the season night at Tavern. I want to say this was probably in April of last year where I was downstairs. Downstairs is where you can really get drunk. Like that, <laughs> everyone's just giving everyone beers and shots and everything. It's just you, you get drunk pretty quick down there. And so I was, I was, I had a good buzz going on and I get a text from my boy being like, yo, Garen's up here. And I'm like, nope, nope, not ready for that. <laughs> yeah. the, I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't want cool. the first exchange to be no. like, what's up, Garen? Um, so I, but I had to, cause like she, like this kid's trying to set us our like first meeting up and I'm like, ah, oh, God. So I go upstairs and kind of, kind of a baller move. Not going to like pat myself on the back, but like I, I got us shots. And I just walked over to her and put my arm around her and was just like, this is for you.
2: Oh, yeah. hey. oh, and she, she had
0: the she had the biggest smile on her face. I was like, yes, like <laughs> that's a win. Because it could have that could have gone very oh, straight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it could have been a get the hell off me. Yeah, of yeah. um, All or
2: nothing. That's a power move right there. You gotta send like, me at that point. It's like we're putting the chips in. Uh, yeah. we might
0: we might very well lose. But uh, but no, it actually worked out well, and that was actually a really, really fun night. And I, I did a selfie video, of just like kind of panning over, and she's like, "Wouldn't wouldn't want to cut you." Yes. Yeah, was- um. And so I was I like, "This is that. this is awesome." So after that, everything was just kind of easy with her. Like it was, there were no hard feelings, and. Mm-hmm um you know all the dumb dating rumors we do but like it, you that, guys haven't been going there for a while not gonna i know lie. i know for a while i was like wait are we actually dating but i was
1: no, like it, oh wow <laughs>
0: turned around pretty quickly i know i was at like the july 4th like family party and everyone's like yeah i have relatives that i see once a year that are like so how's garen doing i'm like this is ridiculous um but no i think that was that was fun one of my favorite moments that i dana Mr. Zillion Beers, I I hate Dana, and that's uh it's a known thing. I respect him for the Zillion Beers thing and what he's made it, but yep. I also need to respect him because he's a Hingham mask guy. I'm from hangham so it's like we got to stick together. But we did an interview at Baseball Tavern the last weekend of the season, like a farewell Tavern interview that was just going to be on the podcast. We did it in the kitchen, me, Jared, and Pete, and Dana lost the file. He he was there as like oh. our like guy, our camera guy. And he lost the file. So that interview has gone forever. It's oh, somewhere in the universe. Um, so that was my least favorite baseball <laughs> yeah. Tavern moment. Um, but no, I mean, the World Series was actually awesome, too. I think after game one of the World Series, my brother had flown in from Los Angeles to bring me to the game, which is an all-time brother move. And uh, we went to Tavern afterwards, drank a ton. Mike Napley was there buying shots for everybody. Um, <laughs> exactly. So nap, nap can drink with the best of them. But, um, yeah, those are some. Those are some good ones. I'm going to miss Tavern so much. Have you guys uh,
1: like established a new home base at all? Not yet.
0: Not yet. And kind of per usual, like everything's on delay right now because we we had talked with a couple bars about, you know, doing some live shows there with the Coors Light sponsorship. Now we're going to do four live shows this year um, and kind of spread them out, maybe do a couple on the road. Um, But yeah, we don't have a new bar locked down, unfortunately, but there are some that have kind of pitched offers that we're still contemplating. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I kind of, I love, I like Bleacher Bar, so I'd be down. I'd be down with Bleacher Bar. Yeah, but, uh, cool spot. But yeah, we'll see. We'll see what's up.
2: Yeah, Steve, I just had a quick question in terms of you know like your perspective, You know, you're seeing you know Bleacher Report grow and you know Barstool as well. You know, with Section Ten Podcast. You know, what what are, what are some similarities as you know both those companies are just toppling over the sports industry? I mean, what I mean, and in particular Bleacher Report. What what's that company culture like?
0: it's awesome br is the best the, the one thing that i hate about public perception with bleacher report is there are tweets that i hate from bleacher report but like i'll get dms from me like yo check your boys man like what what is <laughs> and it's like you think i send all this stuff out yeah, i don't do yeah, like yeah. a you know jock on a body i don't tweet that yeah. so i i wish that wouldn't be on me yeah. uh right, all the time. Yeah, right. but like there, like i just love the environment the environment there there's a ton of creative people um it's just a great place to work overall they're extremely understanding of my situation with the podcast and they're just it's just a great place to work we've had a new office for it still feels like a new office it's been a couple years now we have like a basketball court in there we play knockout all the time um and yeah i mean we've the thing the one critique i think i would have because i think barstool and bleach report to your point have continued to grow at a pretty rapid rate over the last couple years um Bleach Report way more on the social media side, Barstool way more on the personality side. Mm. That's probably my one beef with Bleach Report is that we haven't invested enough in personalities. Mm. I think we invest a lot in content. We invest a lot in like having someone on the IG story being at the finals, but not like... More just to get content, not to be like the person at the finals. It's more just like BRs at the finals. Um, So whereas like, you know, Coley would probably go to the finals if it was a Barstool thing or you know, you have Prez sitting courtside, getting content at Celtics games. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the spit and chickles guys are taking over the world. Yep, yep. Um, so it's like, that's the biggest difference, I would say, because they're both growing a lot. And it has been cool to experience that journey. But um, I do wish that BR would invest more in, in talent, so to speak, um, than they already do. But yeah, Adam Lefko's is awesome. I love him. A lot of people think he's kind of corny. I disagree. Um, Taylor Rooks is incredible. So yeah, I mean, there's still a decent amount of, personalities but bar definitely has us speed in that capacity
2: yeah i remember downloading the app too like uh like back in middle school so i was crazy and then omar just left too right i know omar house. omar's oh, my yeah. boy that's yeah. my guy
0: he's yeah. such a loser omar is such oh, a, really? he's so in a good way he's just such he's just such like a corny he like he'll he'll just walk he is the cockiest kid on the planet by the way because yeah. when you think about it at the end of the day the timing is what made Omar's career because he made that house of highlights page when there wasn't really like a popular page, just housed a bunch of different highlights. Like yeah. normally you would just see that on SportsCenter, center. And he was like, wait a second, I should make an Instagram that just has a bunch of highlights. And it's a risky move by the way, because like rights are always an issue mm-hmm. with that. But he focused on NBA, which is a smart move because they don't, they don't care. They let you share their content and they don't hate you. MLB is awful with oh, yeah. uh, letting people share content. So he grew his career over that. And then he would just walk into the office, being like, "Y'all ain't nothing. I run this place. You know that I keep the lights on in here." I'm like, "Shut up, oh, we're Get out of here, dude." Absolutely. but But he's he's a goofball. Yeah. He's doing his thing at ESPN now. Um, but yeah, House of Highlights is still is still thriving. I think the 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 fact that we get to keep the name House of Highlights in the account is a big deal um, because that that would have been an issue if he brought it over to ESPN. But, um, but yeah, House of Highlights is still doing well, so that's definitely good to see.
1: That's awesome. Um, So one other thing uh, before we get to like our kind of like final segment here. um, I know you're a a big Cape Cod guy. Big Cape Cod baseball league guy. Um, I'm the same way. I used to go up to camp there every summer. I even had, I had Aaron Judge as my coach one year. Oh, that's awesome. Crazy. Wow. Yeah. Um, So I want to, yeah. (laughs) Guy guy sucks. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I wanted to ask you uh, like, who have you seen play on the Cape League? And like Who's your team? And why do you think like, I don't know, I get such a great vibe from that league. What do you think makes it so special?
0: Makes it one of the things that makes it so special is it's free. Yep. so it's not like, like you go to the ballpark knowing that you're not just trying to get your money's worth. You're trying to just take in some of the most pure baseball and some of the best collegiate players in the planet. So it's such a unique thing. It's also the perfect time of year. It's like late June, all of July, like, it's, it's when you right. exist in this fantasy land that just doesn't really, especially in New England, it's so, like that time is brief. Mm-hmm. So the fact that that coincides with the Cape League is perfect. But um, some of the best players I've seen, Andrew Miller was the best one I've seen. Uh, he was an absolute stud for the Chatham A's before they became the Anglers. The anglers. Um, <laughs> but uh, smart though, because they can still be the A's if yes. you just abbreviate it. Um, who else? Tony Gwynn Jr. is the fastest human I've ever seen in my life. He mm-hmm. tagged up from third on a pop-up to the first baseman and scored. Um, oh, cool. That was that was, to, that was to win a playoff game that that Andrew Miller started, actually. That was the best Cape League game I've ever seen. Um, and then, let me think, Tim Lincecum was uh, – Harwich is my favorite team. We have a place okay. in Harwich. So, yeah, Harwich, Harwich Mariners, um, who actually got to keep their Mariners name because they were the Mariners before the Seattle Mariners. So, I thought that was a, that was a fun fact. Um, but, no, Tim Lincecum was awesome. But my dad and I, we would go to games all the time and – we're like this guy's. This kid's not going to work in the pros. He's mm-hmm. like, like I was, you know, still maturing, and I was bigger than Tim Lincecum. He was just a scrawny little kid. that Had this funky windup, and he wins two Cy Youngs and what three World Series titles. So yep. you never really know. You never no, know. You um, but yeah, Buster Posey. Um, yeah, got to see a lot of good players there. I'm sure Judge too, and I just didn't like.
1: That's the thing is, like, he was. I mean, it was I was it Brewster? With... Right? Was it Brewster? Yeah, or... it was Brewster. Yeah. Um, my grandparents used to have a, a place there, but like. Um, You know, you just like you're there with those guys, and they're all like they're all prospects at the time, they're all like good enough to be there, and you're just like you're not even sure who's going to kind of emerge. It's like that next big guy, yeah. Um, And it's it's
0: misleading too because with the wooden bats, a lot of times the averages just don't pop out. You'll you'll have some of the maybe future MLB all stars are hitting like 210 in the Cape League, so it doesn't like you're not going to pick up on
1: them, yeah. Um, yeah, so uh Gonna transition here into the final segment. We've got some just quick, rapid-fire questions. Love it. Section ten, uh, you know, MLB kind of stuff like that. So uh, first cool. off, favorite section ten shirt that you guys. Have-
0: uh, what up, what up, section ten on the building? Absolutely, wow, that's the shirt I shirt. I designed. I got, like,
1: I got the. the oh, OG, right? oh, the OG. Oh, let's go. Because right. OG, yeah. OG is a
0: close. OG is a close second yeah. because that's when I. That's when I knew we quote unquote made it. I was like, all right, we have shirts. Like this is a big deal. So that's a close second.
1: Yep. Um all right, favorite favorite nickname you guys have given to a player.
0: Um ah, favorite nickname. That's a tough one. Uh everything Jared does has to do with a dick. It's like, come on. Man. <laughs> um Last let me favorite. think. Let me think. I don't want to rush this one. Uh bu- 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 bu. Jumbo I like Jumbo Dong even though I just kind of that's a hypocrite thing for what I just said Jumbo Dong's pretty <laughs> awesome because JD loves it. Yeah. Uh, he's like I mean it's good publicity. So like yeah I would I would go with that.
1: Jumbo Dong. All right. Yeah. Um favorite and least favorite Red Sox season since you've been a fan. Uh,
0: since I've been a fan, 2012 easily least favorite. That was awful. Okay. Like anytime I see the 100 year patch I want to throw up. <laughs> Crazy, um man. it just reminds you of Bobby Valentine and and he had something stupid to say every single post game. Yep. Um and then favorite has to be 2018. Uh that was just for personal reasons because oh four is a fan is my favorite but like <laughs> for what we do with the podcast 2018 is my favorite so they're just yeah. let's just call them co-favorites they're, they're right next to all right know.
1: fair yeah i met um bobby Va- valentine he right after he was fired he uh he came to Connecticut and I met him, and he was still wearing all his Red Sox
2: stuff. And
0: I was like, hey, he's, well, you're not with the team anymore.
2: He just like, got Yo, he's he got, got the best swag. He's got the best <laughs> swag, hands down.
1: He beats Verdugo.
0: He's, <laughs> he's Verdugo. Valentine's the worst.
1: Um, best MLB game you've ever been to?
0: Ah, uh, best game I've ever been to. It'd be Game Two of the 2013 ALCS, the David yeah, Ortiz Grand nice. Slam. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that was just incredible. I had to like convince my boy to go because I don't know, man, we're down one nothing. Like tickets are a little pricey. I'm like, yeah. no, we got, we got to go. Sometimes you just get a vibe. I was like, we got to go tonight. And that was mm-hmm. the best. That
1: was awesome. I still, that, that's one of the series you look back on. You're like, how did they win that? I mean, sure. They had no business.
0: Everyone in. always looks back and like, oh, it's, and by the way, Farrell deserves more credit for that year. Like oh, everyone totally loves agree. just being like, he's an idiot. He's not an idiot. Um, but they had no business winning that series. They won in six and they should have like lost in five. Oh, like, easily. They was, almost got no
1: hit that first game.
0: <laughs> I know. In game two, Scherzer has a no-no in the seventh.
1: <laughs> and Annabelle
0: Sanchez had a no-hitter in the seventh in game one. And that same yeah. thing happened again in that national series this uh, past year. But, um, yeah, I mean, they had the grand slam by Poppy. And then you had a solo homer by Nap in game three to beat Orlando. Yeah. That was the only run. And then a grand slam by Victorino in game six.
1: Yep. Without that, they lose in five. Yeah. Oh, no doubt. I mean, the fact that Lackey outdueled Verlander in a one nothing game like you will never see that again. That makes no sense. Lackey um,
0: actually was nails.
1: Uh, yeah, He you got to give him a lot of credit for that year. Yeah. Uh, least favorite MLB ballpark you've been to?
0: Oh, least Tampa Bay easily. Uh, we went when I was ten. Because uh, we used to go to Sanibel a lot for vacation. So we took a trip to Tampa Bay. Not close, by the way. It's like three and a half hour drive. <laughs> um, but no, we went and it was cool. I had to meet Shea Hillenbrand. That was neat. Oh, he, nice. signed, he signed a ball for me. So that was cool. But that place sucks. And that was like early. That was only three years into, that was in like 2000. So that was only like three years into the stadium. And it's just a dump. It's just an absolute dump. The catwalk yep. is a pain in the ass. Uh, yeah, never, just don't go. Go to okay. Tampa Bay. Go to Tampa's oh, a yeah. fun place. D- just don't go
1: there um what do we got next uh oh goofy question here is Fenway truly America's most beloved ballpark
0: oh absolutely because you know the ownership definitely did like a full you know search and they yep. got votes from every fan in the world and they calculated them yep. and it, it came back to America's that's most beloved ball- so one. that's the reason why it is it's because they definitely asked every fan base and they said it's Fenway
1: that's it's Fenway so- that's the one um, yeah best mini golf spot on the Cape
0: uh, pirates go definitely right. pirates Um there's a lot of crap mini golf on the Cape that that parents will just be like oh Stephen why don't you just go no no yeah. I'm not I'm going to pirates go I don't care if <laughs> it's an extra yeah. it's an extra 20 yeah. minute drive whatever like I'm not going to like jungle golf
1: <laughs> yeah oh it's a, it's an elite elite uh, course uh yeah best food at a ballpark that you've had
0: I don't really eat much at the games honestly I normally yeah. eat before um nothing really beats like a Fenway Frank and a beer like that's yep just an all-time you just add a game when you're doing that
1: exactly
0: um so yeah just a, just a just a, a hot dog but yeah i don't really eat my I'm, I'm more just drink i don't really eat much there
1: all right and the, the last question favorite section 10 moment actually kind of two so like favorite section 10 moment maybe like an like uh i don't know like an interview or in the show and then like specific quote like what's the one quote hey. in the whole show that like jumps out to you
0: um this is easy actually and this is going to stick with me until until my dying days my favorite moment in a good way was when our first time going to kurt Schilling's house hmm. um because that was just awesome i was like wait we're at it we're going to his house this, yeah. this, this was early by the way this is probably like 2016 um where i just didn't think that that would be possible because we we're only like a year into the podcast and he you know welcomed us in with uh, open arms kurt Schling's awesome he just he just if he didn't have a twitter exactly
1: oh he'd be into the hall years ago
0: but like exactly so he, when you get him talking baseball it is awesome he gives oh, you these
1: behind the scenes stories you guys had he's over like, the summer that was one of my favorites the like stories he told of like the guys when he was pitching in i think it was cincinnati and they kept yeah firing off the cans like, yeah just that stuff Lo- yeah he has the manager come
0: out and he's like i'm not gonna give any tips i'm just giving that the cannon guys <laughs> yeah. some more time to load up the cannon um that i was like that's incredible like that's the stuff i live for that behind yeah. the scenes stuff um and then the quote that I, I will never forget this and i remind pete uh blackburn of this on a daily basis uh, um we're interviewing pedro martinez oh, and sin. which is obviously that was early on too that was 2016 we we're doing it via skype it was one of those weird things where like he was doing like a press store yeah and i think his pr guy realized that our show was starting to gain some steam he's like oh you should also do this podcast and so we did it on a friday on skype and the connection was kind of crappy but like i was like we get to talk to pedro whatever and so it was of the agreement that jared would kind of run the interview and then at the end pete and i would ask a couple of questions and i was like perfect that's all i need and my question was because i had just gone to see him get inducted to the hall of fame the summer before i was like pedro what was it like um you know being the second dominican player ever to make the hall of fame and like what was your most important part of that weekend and he told that he had gave this touching answer about his dad not being there and and how he would he would have loved to see him get in and how much his dad meant to him and i was almost tearing up and then <laughs> and then and <laughs> i know what you're gonna say it still gets me. wait guys swear on here is it you swear or no oh I'll yeah, yeah. It, oh yeah it's yeah. just fine yeah. yeah so i can't believe pete said this but there was an si for kids article where pedro had allegedly said um they had asked him who his favorite celebrity was and he said that he wanted to fuck sandra bullock (laughs) and and they said Pedro, you can't and he said okay sorry i want to sleep with sandra bullock they were like just you know neither answer was going to work but um so that story came out eventually that he said that in the interview and then pete his wife by the way Pedro's wife is right next to him
1: oh my god when this is
0: going on and Pete goes hey Pedro so can you take us uh down a trip on memory lane when you say you want to <laughs> fuck Sandra Bullock and Jared and I, I wish we I wish we had the recording we were like
2: no no oh my
0: god no
1: <laughs>
0: and he goes when I when I was, when I was,
2: <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> And Pete repeated it.
0: I was like, like, dude, you could have gotten out. Like, you had an out. Like, he said what? You could have been like, oh, when you won the World Series. Or something stupid like that. But anyway, so Pedro downplayed it. And, you know, he was like, oh, no, I never said that. You know, what I said is that I loved her movies. (laughs)
2: Oh, my God. And
0: and so we were like, all right, see ya, Pedro. The Skype ends. And we're like, Pete, what the? Like, we were like, the interview had gone so well. yeah, and done so well, and oh from the close gosh. it on that is like I'll never forget that, and like yeah. I'll still, I'll still remind him like, what were you thinking? He's like, yeah, I shouldn't ask.
1: <laughs> I, I, one of the answers I thought you were gonna bring up was one, uh, so when you said, oh, Cece's got some dick in him. Oh, I, he's got some. Yeah, he's, he's got a little dick in him. Yeah, that, that
0: was that was funny because Cece
1: is a dick. Like, so, yeah, like, it
0: is a dick. And we were just talking about, um, I didn't even. Yeah, I didn't even know. I was just like, yeah, Cece's got some dick in him. And Jerry goes, what? He's got he got what? And then he literally just like fell out of his chair because he like repeated he repeated yeah, it. Like, a moment I looked at my phone and I was like, did I
1: pause this? Cause you guys were just like laughing.
0: Like. No, it was we, like I try to edit out like if we I never want it just to be like a laugh fest for like 10 minutes, but right. like that one was very funny because we genuinely couldn't stop laughing. We were trying to get on the next segment. And it's like you really just said CC has some dick in him. <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh,
0: so but uh funny. but no, it's been it's been a it's been a fun ride and, and it's uh it is sad. I'm not gonna lie. It is sad we're not gonna be able to do the spring training trip. But yeah, maybe maybe it happens. Who knows? But Jared was saying 90, 10, no. But um, nah. but no. This this will be a fun season. I I'm not gonna lie. I feel I like it, Once this season happens, I don't feel bad about it. I, I think this I is think gonna be. Fine, yeah. no. I think the pitching does suck. Like let's be real. If Sale, is, Ryan if Sale is, Weber is number four, <laughs> I know. Seriously, it's like I love BJ, but is he gonna be like the three now? Like God, I haven't even um,
1: heard his name come up at all. Like
0: I would basically go Erod, Eovaldi. Uh, Perez, BJ, and Weber.
1: Mm.
2: Oh my
0: God, oh that's my scary. God. But um, you have all these look great, though. So, oh, he's
1: looked like a, he's just got to stay healthy. It's, the, yeah. it's a big thing.
0: If he stays healthy, if Sale isn't dead like he always is, um, then there, there honestly is a chance that they can make the playoffs. So it's like, just give me a fun summer. That's all. Just give us a fun. Yeah, and sh-
1: uh, kind of sorry. Last thing here. Uh, yeah, see about uh, Gary Sanchez getting tests for coronavirus. I
0: know. But... Apparently, he doesn't have it. Oh, okay. apparently he doesn't have it i'm of the belief that like we're all gonna get it like oh, the, more, I, I the more the more reports you read like it's bad and like it's getting worse and just being in new york like, i'm luckily br letting us work from home which is nice um but like you got to go out at some point like mm-hmm. you can't just stay in forever yep. so um i did i i'm not gonna lie i chuckled when i saw the report but uh it's of course gary sanchez but
1: of course, yeah. Of course,
0: Gary Sanchez. Especially when like when
1: Hubbs was like, "Oh, he's in the best shape of his life, he's so healthy." I know.
0: Hubbs nah. is such a loser. He's he's always been a clown. But oh. uh, <laughs> but yeah, I I just want the Yankees to have to keep going through all these these woes, these injury oh, yeah. woes. Yep. I, I don't mind at all.
1: Um, and then, uh, promise the final thing: if you could just extend my uh, congratulations to Coley and his wife on the, <laughs> yeah the birth of their first daughter. Uh, awesome stuff there.
0: Coley's the best Coley is like I just between us girls here when we were doing the show with Feidelberg it just wasn't the right fit mm-hmm. and it's not anyone's fault is built for KFC radio that is his bread and butter mm-hmm. him and him and Clancy are perfect together um I think he realized that Jared and I kind of just do our thing and it's kind of hard for him to just find the spot in there right. Coley has fit in perfectly Coley he doesn't talk a ton but he just knows when To jump in. He's his timing's great. He is one of the funniest people on the planet. He's got Uh, his the way his brain works is nuts. Like he has something like that. And now he's a dad. He's Mick Daddy. So it's like I he's got a lot in his plate. Um, we're doing a show tomorrow and he can't do it because of yeah, I mean he's a dad. You know, you gotta (laughs) you gotta make sure the first week of your kid goes well. I don't blame you. Um but no, Coley's the best. I I I'm happy for him. And him and Mariah, his, his uh,
1: fiance are the greatest. Yeah, they so, were, I met them at winter weekend too. Really nice people. Nicest people.
0: Uh, nicest people there. And it's just, that's what I like seeing that. I, I hate the couples that just like date each other. Cause they're both hot. Like, they, like Coley and Mariah, like ca- actually care about each other. <laughs> and I, I, you just love to see it. You just love yeah, to see it. You so, really do. It's great. Yeah. All so, right.
1: Well, thank you so much, Steve. We really appreciate it. Thanks, hey, Steve. Appreciate
0: it, man.
2: Nice yeah,
1: absolutely. You. One, yeah, one look look, back here. Wanna get a wanna get a picture here? Oh, look yeah, yeah, at oh, that. That's that's all what right. I'm
2: talking about right there. That's what I'm talking Let's about. In I the, the building. I don't want my forehead too much in it, but <laughs> all right. I know it's getting bit all right. Awesome. That should be good.
0: That's awesome. Thank you right,
2: Thanks so man. much. Later, guys, take, take care. care. I'll talk to you soon. Wait, so do you have the room? From the sweet life of Zach and Cody of the Sweet Life on Drake Bell here. It's your girl Camille Kostek. my Gavin in the house. Shrooma nice again. Lay Howard from the Los Angeles Lakers. This is CeeLo Green. Follow at Wild Chat Sports. Wild Chat Sports. Wild Chat Sports. Wild Chat Sports. If you- Wild Chat Sports. Wild Chat Sports. Peace, Wild Chat Sports. Man, check it out, you. love.